Hey everybody, Greg here. Just uh, had a couple of things I wanted to bring up before we get to the episode proper. First off, there's a small correction from, I believe, last week or the week prior when we were talking about the Sonic comics. M brought to our attention just recently that IDW still has a property. Kendall had thought that it was Boom as to Jordan. I wasn't overly sure. But just for a correction's sake, uh, IDW still has the Sonic comics, so no worries there. Uh, another thing that I wanted to bring up with the end of our series, unfortunately, you're not, we're not going to be able to get too many reminders out there for Extra Life that is coming up on no- in November. So I'm going to make sure that we have something pinned on our Twitter as it gets closer once we have the, the team back up and running again for Extra Life this year. Just so you guys have an extra link to be able to, to check everything out. We're hoping to have something planned out here shortly as far as the, the day. I'm also going to see about trying to start doing some streaming on Twitch just to get some more uh, interactions going and get the word out so that we can try and reach our goal this year. We're hoping to try and reach the, I believe, $1,000 plateau again. I'm going to be playing for the IWK. I'm also going to be doing like a bit of a message here just about how important it is for myself and my family. So hopefully we'll be able to to get something to you guys shortly. So with that being said, I'm going to go prep because we've got a tropical storm coming here tomorrow. We'll talk to you guys on the other side. Credit card stole the golden disc. Maximals came after them and they crashed both their ships. Landed on the earth with two moons. They fought in the beast wars. I mean, what else were they gonna do? War and beast. War and beast. We talk about. darkest hour there will be a light and that light will vaporize the fucking zombies this is the war and beast podcast i'm greg i'm jordan i'm kendall (laughs) and this week we are reviewing the final episode of transformers war for cybertron siege episode six we're reviewing the final episode of war and beast i doubt that's the case but I haven't really listened to that episode yet. <laughs> I give my performance mm, 6.5. I don't know. I'm always really hard on myself, so I don't know if I could rank myself well, very well. Yeah, I'm I'm very hard on myself, too, but I, but I was trying to be nice to myself, too, so I can mm. get evened out. Okay. Well, I give you bonus, bonus points, then. Aw, thanks. Kendall, you are good, too. So we start the episode with Greg <laughs> saying, welcome no, we, to War no, Beast, and then making no. a bad joke. <laughs> then Greg says, I'm Greg. And Jordan says, I'm Jordan. And Kendall says, I'm Kendall. So and then Greg asks Kendall if we have any trivia on IMDb. I will bring up one quick point here that M unfortunately is not with us today. She wasn't feeling exactly hundred percent for recording so she asked to to take the episode off then she was a little sad by how it ended so i can't say i totally blame her so 
I th- I think there, I I can think of there's a couple of sad and uh upsetting thinking moments. Yeah, yeah. I I I thought so. Before we even go into it, I thought that this. I mean, it tied up. All, it was just an episode that needed to tie up all the loose ends. Yeah. It didn't do them like amazingly, but it didn't do them poorly either. Uh, I don't think there were, I don't know. There wasn't anything that like really upset me, but we'll have to cross that one bridge when we come to it. Hmm. But it makes, have- it makes me want to watch the next thing. Yeah. yeah. Which I think more than anything, like I'm, I'm ready. I want the next thing. Well, um, when we get to the end of the episode, we'll know why we want the next thing. Cause it's good at the end. <laughs> Has there been any new news about Earthrise? By the I way. Have, no, I, I Google it every week and it's really? always like it's always the same article that's yeah. like from some website nobody's heard of saying probably 12 to 18 months. But that is literally just <laughs> what that blogger is speculating. And that is the best, most reliable news that we have so far. Yeah. Uh, is a date that a blogger made up. Yeah. It's just like it's just like Star Wars news. Yeah. <laughs> Did you guys hear that Kathleen Kennedy is quitting again? There's a no, there's a person in this uh, this group that I'm in and like every other week posts a posts like a shared YouTube video of a leak that Kathleen Kennedy is quitting. Mm. Uh, Okay, so I I, I wanted to point out that little tangent and uh, here and you can feel free to cut this out, but. Uh, back in the day when like Dang and Ro- when the Dang and Rompas was starting to get popular, or at least there was like, a couple of people talking about it, I did I did a th- you know I was like I started I started I was like well let me take a look at this there and there's this really good I think it's on something on the old something awful forums like a really good uh, let's let's play uh, forum posts not not my uh, actual videos but forum posts of what 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 the how the game went for them you know like they talk about there they put in the dialogue like there sometimes they will put in clips but this you know this was before like youtube became very easy and ubiquitous and and streaming was such a thing so they so it was just basically the you know one an early let's let's play stuff like that mm. and you know he would put the daily post there and then and since it was a forum people could talk and like comment and stuff like that while they wait for each you know each new post like each new section and stuff like that and it got to the point where everyone kept on saying that the person who died in the very first uh like couple of moments of the game a girl by the name junko was the mastermind behind the horrible mystery of killing people there and over and over again it was like junko did it but they had to actually install a rule of that you will get banned if you kept using that meme or joke or whatever or said it like even in the thing which and this is spoilers is absolutely hilarious because Junko did do it. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Like, yeah, the game, the game literally does, a, does uh, like a three, like a, a, that's the twist of the game was like, it really pulled it off and they actually did it well too. Like they actually, like, I mean, it's all, it's the whole idea of like Junko do was like, her, 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 they, 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 they kill, they kill her. Like they, and they did kill, uh, a Junko looking person, the body was there and stuff like that. But you find out later that because of shenanigans, they were switched and stuff like that. So the mm. fact that it was a running gag and stuff like that, that was actually true was just like one of the weirdest things ever. 
darn those shenanigans. Also, I I still have a, a an, an image of one of, one of my favorites is one of the characters from that from that game doing the alien. Uh, I'm not you know I'm not not saying aliens, but aliens guy like hand pose. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. And it's saying I I'm not saying it's Junko, but Junkos. Yeah. So. <laughs> so that is my that is my like long extra long t- tangent for the night. <laughs> There, I've been in a lot of of internet groups where there's like a a meme, a particular meme, or a particular discussion that just like you're not allowed to have. Like, mm. and, and if you and if you bring it up, your your thread will get locked, and and you'll and and you'll get banned from the thing. Like, like it's 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 uh it's interesting, um, and it's it's because and it's not like because the topic is in and of itself like problematic or bad like it's not like you know racist or anything but it's just like we are so tired of hearing about this and every time anybody brings this up it's a it's an argument you know <laughs> yeah it's like I've, like i've experienced that before too like really really there this one group that oh. i'm in uh should should definitely uh ban uh anybody mentioning the last jedi or rise of skywalker because inevitably it ends it leads to Everyone thinking that they that anyone cares about their opinion. <laughs> Nobody cares about your opinion. See, this is like one of the things that I like about Discord is that it's bringing back the old forum posting what like things of of, of the old of the uh, early internet days. So anyway, the opening scene of the series begins with Bumblebee <laughs> and Wheeljack. Well, These are the same two characters who opened like. the original Transformers cartoon series in the first episode, More Than Meets the Eye, Part One. Okay, what's the TF Wiki say about this episode, Jordan? All right, so mostly we've just got uh uh I oh hey, they actually mentioned one of the animation errors that I kind of saw where it says the sub- subtitles credits one of RC's shouts and one of Chromium's grunts as Alita's. Yes, I noticed that too. Oh well. Uh but anyways, so we've got some All Transformers- reddish transformers look the same to me. <laughs> uh so they mentioned it a couple of times about uh, Sector 7, which is a slight, you know, kind of a backwards reference to the actual sec- Sector 7 from the live action uh, series. I was wondering about that. Oh, I thought it was a reference to Homer Simpson. <laughs> I thought he was in G7. Sector 7G. 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 Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, no, I literally, I did not remember that there was a thing called Sector yeah. 7. In, but that's like a human organization, right? Well, yeah. Yeah. So okay. I can't blame you for that. Unlike, <laughs> yeah. unlike the Simpsons. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Bumblebee's yellow. Homer Simpson is yellow. Ergo, Homer Simpson is Bumblebee. Oh, there, there you go. P- crossover confirmed. Guy? Spoilers for Earthrise. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead, Jordan. <laughs> I was going to say, it's not the Bumblebee guy, but then... Uh, yeah, Bumblebee man. Oh <laughs> uh, well. Uh, anyways, um, so the All Spark <laughs> is based on its appearance in Transformers Cyberverse. I still haven't watched much of Cyberverse, so mm-hmm. anyway, uh, so I didn't, but I didn't know that. But um, and also, like what Prime does with with the uh, All Spark actually kind of uh, was also employed in uh, Cyberverse uh, episode. So oh, like okay. similar things. So similar things there. 
Um, you mean when he kills the when he kills the the sparkless or when he like at the at at the end with this when uh, oh, when, when he throws he, it in the hole? Yeah, when he throws it in the hole. Uh also and finally also Alita deciding to stick uh, stay on Cybertron is kind of a callback to the uh, original series episode, The Search for Alpha Tri- Alpha Trion. Yep. Uh, though it says here it was choice rather than the the idea that uh, in the original episode everyone just thought she died. Yes. Like they they, they didn't realize that she was still alive. As did as did Chromie also stayed. Yep, I remember that because I'm old. <laughs> well. Well, I'm excited. I'm I'm excited to see what Alita does in the future episodes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I think that's really cool to have to have kind of a secondary. Now we've 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 fractured at the end of this. Sorry, I'll talk more about that later. Okay. <laughs> was that all the trivia we had, Jordan? Yeah, that was all the trivia we had. Okay, but yeah. So getting into the episode, we actually we pick up pretty much right where we left off with B and RC and Cog in Sound Blaster's vault, all held up at gunpoint, but then we have the virus attacking the infrastructure in the building, which gives B and the crew enough darkness to be able to blast everybody and try and make an escape. So there you go. Megatron could have been down three Autobots, but he just had to let Soundwave or Shockwave rather do his thing. But over the course of the escape, B, uh, we don't see him get hit with the virus, but he clutches his head and then goes unconscious. So RC and, has to to fly the hovercraft, I guess. Yeah, and which again, shouldn't work if she got <laughs> hit with an EMP. Now that I'm thinking about that, no, no, it wasn't an well, EMP. The 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 uh, virus just ha- uh, messed with infrastructure. Of the of and and like basically the 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 thermos the thermostat of the building. Okay. It wasn't it wasn't actually uh, like uh, I guess the that's why it, the build it's why uh, tech. I don't like, no like I was gonna say maybe the arc could uh, start its engines, but then they still there was still there. It's like I guess it just really depends on there. It was a simple car that I guess didn't need much of uh, like. Uh, extra soft software and, and well the, yeah i mean i guess that's the the arc the arc was able to get turned back on mm-hmm. so so but the but the uh camouflage got got taken out it just seems like a weirdly specific yet vague virus yeah mm-hmm. which as um, i said like uh when they first said it i thought it was going to go directly into robots to robot <laughs> And then right, right. They did the whole thing where it's like, oh no, it's just uh, just architecture. So yeah, I thought, yeah. I thought, oh hey, that means the uh, Bumblebee's safe in the and uh, the and he's got the Alpha Trion things because it's mm-hmm. in a robot, not not a building. Yeah, it's just yeah. weird. It's kind of a weird uh, thing. The show proved me wrong. Yeah, it it's it just they didn't. I don't feel like they they. There are a lot of things in this show that they didn't make super clear. Yeah. Um, fortunately, at least this 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 situation later in the episode, they're like the Alpha Trion protocols got exploded by the virus. Yeah. Like they they specifically come out and say it. So yeah. as opposed to just as opposed to just having them go and then 
They'd be like, what happened? I don't know what happened, but I'm dumb now. <laughs> like, like they at least oh explained it was the virus. Yeah. At least we do get um, that explanation. I mean, that's right. It's like a five second explanation. Bumblebee goes uh, undergoes bimbification. <laughs> <sighs> I don't know what that means. He got made dumb. Okay. Yeah. So they stuck the crayon in his nose. Yeah. Or in his brain. Yeah. Or however that worked. Pretty much. Just uh, don't Google that word. <laughs> or Google it after the podcast. No, no. I mean, I'm serious. <laughs> Just don't Google it at all. You know, I found most of the time when people tell me not to Google something, it makes sense. I Google it, it and I don't get the same resp- results that they do. Um, that's a good thing. No, no, I'm just saying that that is a, that is a rabbit hole that is honestly, even no matter how curious you are, you could do without like it would not, you would not gain anything. You know, when I would honestly say you might not lose anything either, but it's time that you don't need to spend on it. Uh It's like the end of, uh, uh, Billy Madison. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Gotcha. Everyone is now souvenir for having listened to that. Speaking of <laughs> speaking of uh, of um, algorithms, I I don't know why I'm so satisfied with this joke that I made, but you know, there's that Netflix movie that uh, it's called the the social something. It's about social media. What's it called? Uh, the social yeah, the social dilemma. Oh um, yes. Um, I posted us on my social medias, but I was like, I was going to watch the social dilemma, but I don't want it to mess up my Netflix algorithm. <clears throat> oh yes. I did see that post, which I was, I was very, very happy with <laughs> making that joke. I don't even know if it's funny, but I just think I was very, I was very happy for having thought of that. <laughs> I was say- I also, I am very like, cause, cause that movie is about how everything's an algorithm and I am very conscious of my Netflix algorithm. Oh, did it just <laughs> stop recording? Did it? Uh, well, I've got the backup going. Yeah, hold on. What's going on? Yep, recording error. Audio dropout detected. Okay. Right. Well, that's okay. I told you guys. Yeah. It's, it's all good. <laughs> okay. I got the backup. Audio audio dropout happened, but my point was that maybe that's maybe that's a. Maybe that's the, the Facebook people do it, but that, my point is that movie is all about, listening. yeah, my all about is is all about how everything we do has an algorithm with it, and and I and I'm very conscious of that with my Netflix. Like I will not let my wife, like I will make sure that if if she is watching something, she is logged into her thing. If both of us are watching a thing together, we have to be logged into mine, and if I'm watching it, I have to be logged into mine because I want that algorithm to tell me things that I will like because I hate most <laughs> things. And it's Except just like, thing. also, frankly, Facebook's advertising algorithm is so terrible because it always advertises to me things that I already bought. <laughs> like, like, like today I did that. I got the, the cameo for, for my sister's wedding. And then suddenly I got a, I got a, a ad on Facebook for cameo. It's like, I already purchased the cameo I was planning on getting. You don't need to, you don't need to advertise for me or like, or like uh, when I sign up for CBS, I'll access to watch the star Trek 
Anyway, I'm getting off track here. I was gonna you, just you my try point. and pull this back because we're like 20 you minutes got, into the you recording. Got my point. So then, yeah. so then, uh, all the all the guys die, right? Well, we we got to Optimus and Moonracer and Prowl and Hound and Jetfire as they're getting assailed by zombies. Unfortunately, we do have a casualty in Moonracer who yep, the only is, girl of the group. Yeah, she gets swarmed. Um. Okay, well now you got to make me soapbox here. So, 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 anytime a female character gets violently killed in a thing, like I think, like is this problematic? Um, and I think in this case it's okay because first of all, throughout the series we have had a number of character deaths, mm-hmm. and uh, and all of the other character deaths up through the end of this episode are male. And we do have True. we do have some major we do have three relatively major characters who are female. If there's going to be stakes, it makes sense to it makes sense for one of them to get to get killed off. If that's you know if this is the kind of thing where we're killing off a bunch of characters, mm-hmm. you know. So, uh, Kendall, I slightly agree, and I was and I was more of like pointing that out as like this is an annoyance thing that you know uh-huh. this happens. Not that it's very problematic or anything. Right, right. However, there is a point where later they like, well, the Allspark saved us all. Well, it saved meaning like this. It saved the, them as a species. No, no, no. From the, no, from, the from from the rustless. And they're like, well, if it wasn't for the spark, we would have gone out of this out there. Like, and they literally kind of don't even acknowledge. Oh, yeah, we lost someone. That's yeah. Like, I understand. And I understand like uh, one one description I said reading there says they don't give it give them the uh, prime doesn't have time to grieve uh uh-huh. like in the synopsis but it doesn't look like that even uh looks like that was w- what happened mm-hmm. and that is that is the only tick negative that i want to bring up about it okay That's all. okay huh? yeah I, I wanted to yeah i don't know i think it's good yeah it's like good I, that, we, that we acknowledged both sides of the issue i think i yeah, think it's yeah. It's definitely relevant to like to be like this is a thing that we thought of, that I thought about. Um yeah. but yeah. Okay, keep going, Greg. Okay. But yes, we, we have uh, a point where the all spark appears. Uh the group is almost entirely overrun by the spark sparkless as it's referred to. Uh these are dead transformers who are attempting to essentially get the sparks of living transformers so that they can come back to life. Um, we do get Optimus sort of ramping in his truck form and, and transforming midair to, to reach out. He grabs the spark, the all spark and activates the power and it slam dunking of basketball. Yeah, pretty much. Except it's a giant golden D 20. Yes. And, and all of the, the sparkless dissipate. And I was actually kind of surprised too because it I almost had it, it almost seemed reminiscent of the uh the cosmic rust from G1. Yeah. Uh, in a way. Any, any time, especially when anytime they bring up like the the rust the sea of rust or or rusted transformers, I always do want, wonder if they're gonna do like something with that cosmic rust yeah. thing. But yeah. So it, it is and it is mentioned that you know the, the Allspark saved us. But it's a very quick scene. Like right now, we've had yeah. two scene trend. We've had two scene changes in three minutes of the show. We then cut to the space bridge 
and we've got the Autobots trying to to stave off the Seekers. Uh, they're they haven't been overrun, but they're getting you know the Seekers are getting their shots in at points. Uh, although Kendall's favorite purple guy is is you know firing against the Seekers and seems to be you know he's signed up for the cause here. You know he's he's like well we gotta he's like we need to to we'll have to hold them off ourselves since nobody else is here yet. So and then you know it's it's rather funny because Sideswipe is like uh yeah yeah agreed you know he, he's taken aback by the fact that impactor is sort of rising up to rising up for the cause so to speak so and it's I nice think, i think at one point he, he uh slide swipe also tries to contact the uh other autobots or anything but because of the virus there so they're literally like what are we going to do it's like well we just have to stand our ground like that's yep. that's that's what they're kind of like they're like we tried for backup or we on it and help we aren't getting we're gonna have to just tough it out exactly mm-hmm. yeah i yeah i think um yeah i think the purple guy is is uh he has he he this is a good this is a good episode for him mm-hmm. he has a few good moments uh his kind of his character arc kind of wraps up well yep no i thought so too we we cut from this scene then to the arc, and we've got uh, RC Cog and Bubblebee arriving. Uh, Elita and Red Alert meet them in in like a cargo bay, and are like, "Did you get the the Energon?" Cog's got it in both hands. He's like, "Right here." They're asking what happened to the arc, and they mention that there was a a virus that's knocked everything out. And we do get a shot of the Decepticons sort of approaching the arc from outside as well. Uh, very menacingly we then see uh ironhide and wheeljack as they're trying to get stuff back up and running again and that's when the first explosions of the attack on the arc start it's yeah they've got seekers swarming there's there's a bunch of uh like land units that are approaching megatron is there he he you know holds up his arm he says today we leave no autobots standing we free cybertron once and for all so very you know uh we're we're taking it to our oppressors and we will have freedom but uh elita manages to to radio to prime now and tell them that the arc is under attack so prime sends prowl and Jetfire to assist the arc while he and hound are going to head for the space bridge which is good planning because they don't want megatron to get the all spark of course but uh yeah it's we get a lot of that where you know that there's a lot of moving pieces in this episode and it for the most part i think it does a fairly good job of keeping it cohesive um but i find it it doesn't have as a good a flow I found as the last episode, but I think it's because we we had so many different moving parts this time. Uh, yeah, I, I think they at least do a good job of getting the adrenaline pumping, though. Yeah. So this is this is one actually with this episode, I think I think most of the most of the show has has worked better watching one episode and then taking time and then watching another episode and then taking time this episode. If you had watched, if you'd watched five and six back to back, I think this episode would be stronger. Yeah. Because this is kind of the, this is kind of, this episode is kind of the last act of all of the stories that were set up in five. Yes. 
Yep. No, I agree. Actually, yeah, that that makes me think I might try and do that. I'm going to yeah, go back and rewatch to, those two. Which I'll probably do when Earthrise comes out. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, for me, I, watching this, I didn't remember a lot of stuff from this episode because <laughs> I was very drunk by the time this, this episode aired, by the time I watched watched it the first time. Like, I was, yeah. <laughs> like, I think I had a good buzz going. I, I, it may even have also not even that I, been the, just been that I was drunk, but I also... It was getting it was late and I was tired the first time I watched it. I may have I may have nodded off in the middle of it, but I did not remember anything that happened in this episode except for the very, very end mm-hmm. that the that the ship went through the hole. Yeah. We we cut back to to Bumblebee who who started to wake up in the the cargo bay of the Ark. They're under uh, attack right now. There's some Decepticons that have managed to make it in, and we've got RC and red alert who are both trying to to stave it off to like we can't we need to get this area secured so that we can lift off uh b realizes that the protocols are gone and this was my next sad moment of this episode because i mean that's like the burning of the uh, library of alexandria you know that yeah. was like all that thing you know and bumblebee does kind of get like a minute where he's like everything gone you know like the, to give like you know there but it still doesn't exactly kind of put in the impact of like imagining like this vast stores of knowledge that could have done and helped so many things just wiped out because because they found they saw light particles fly from Ma- ultra mag magus and and they were like we can't let those things get away no matter what those are yeah uh-huh so uh so either you guys read so long and thanks for all the fish Yes. No. It's been a very long time, though, since I last I read it. So uh, I'm pretty sure it was so long. And thanks for all the fish. It might. It's it's one of one of those. It's and it's after the it's after the. Yeah. I'm, yeah. Because so long. Thanks for all the fish. This is the fourth one um, of a Hitchhiker's Guide trilogy. Um, it's yes. book book four of book four of three. Yes. Um, of which there are eventually seven. Hence my. Hence my band being called Seven Book Trilogy, mm-hmm. uh, but um, yes, uh, and I mean it's sort of there's tech there may some might say that there's only there's only six books, but I think young but young Zaphod plays it safe counts. So anyway, uh, my point is there's a character in there that learns you, you know everybody's seen Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, so you know that the answer to the to the ultimate question of life, the universe, and everything is 42, but we don't know what the question is, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's a character in So Long and Thanks for All the Fish who, because of Earth 2.0 getting created or something, I can't remember exactly why. Or, or, or no, oh, no, no, no. She, yeah, I don't remember why. It has something to do with like her getting recreated and having memories from the previous Earth right before the Earth was destroyed. Or so I I don't know you know who cares uh, I think I know what you're going for I think it was because it was an alternate dimension thing yeah that sounds right yeah an alternate dimension or something or a timeline or oh it was probably a timeline thing because mm-hmm. because uh, the third book was all about time travel mm-hmm. anyway um that's that's the point is she knew it and she knew that she knew it and for a moment everything made sense to her. And then she forgot it. 
uh, because of reasons, but she knew that she had known the thing. And so Bumblebee is a lot like that character whose name I don't remember. <laughs> um, uh, but I mean, she was, come on. She was a, my, she was a character in the fourth. I barely remember the title of the book. I think it's okay that I don't remember the character's name. Hmm. It's not like she was, uh, crap. I don't remember the love interest in the first one either. Trillion. Trillion. Yeah. I am but, surprised. Uh, I still remember that. Yeah, no, no, it's, it's Trillion. Uh, pretty, pretty good character. She was a good character, but, uh, the, that recent hitchhikers movie come out. Cause that's probably the last time I actually like saw anything. Uh, I, it was, it was 2005 or 2006. Yeah, I um, want to say it was over ten years ago. So the last, was, the last, the last fresh coat of paint of anything Hitchhikers I had was was that was around that year. So twelve years ago. Yeah, I watched the the BBC series when it was on. It was on Netflix when Netflix first started streaming, and then I, I've I've reread some of the books over the years. It's a pretty important yeah. series to me. But my point is, but my point is, Bumblebee. Now, I mean, before Bumblebee was. A guy who was just in it for himself, very mercenary. Know, just mm-hmm. yeah, he was just he was just trying to tr- just trying to make his way in the universe. Mm-hmm. Um, and and now he has a purpose. Yes, and yes. and e- so even though he lost those protocols, he knows that he had them at one point. So you know he might have some. He might remember some of the wisdom. There might be like echoes of it. Mm-hmm. We might see in a future episode. And then also maybe more importantly, and this is this is, I think, a a theme with the Bumblebee character in general throughout all the different incarnations. He knows that he has that potential because it chose him for a reason, even even if even if he didn't even if he lost those protocols, he knows that those protocols chose him. Mm -hmm. And, And so, you know, he has some some potential, some responsibility. It's, I don't know. It's interesting. And I don't like Bumblebee as a character usually, uh, but they've, they've done interesting stuff with him in this, in this series. And that's, that's, I think the strong, the strongest thing about this series is doing, doing interesting things with characters that maybe aren't always interesting. Like Optimus is pretty much always interesting. Megatron is usually interesting, but you know, no, I barricade, is not a character that I would ever expect to have any opinion about. <laughs> Jetfire, Jetfire is a is a plane. I hate the planes, <laughs> like because they're all you know because they're all generally repaints of of Starscream. But of course, Jetfire isn't, and he's also got a, a super interesting, compelling story arc. I don't know. That's that's really the strong suit of this, and and there's just these little character moments, and I mean we fly past it, but. But maybe in maybe maybe we'll we'll uh, they'll build off of it in in Earthrise and beyond. Yeah, no, that's certainly possible. And I do like the the idea that you know it's planted a seed where this the wisdom that's been imparted to him just because the protocols are gone doesn't necessarily mean that he won't remember them because it might be wisdom that he's learned himself over time. Right. I mean, you could even like if this was a bad show. You could have him like remember a piece of of the of the protocols like every episode as the way to defeat the bad guy. Mm. Like like there's you know there's a lot of I mean that's obviously that would that's not what this show would do but like that's the kind of thing like you could he could access some little piece to get them you know to solve a problem 
yeah. in, in a way that you know, and if it was done in a way that if it was done right, would be really uh, compelling and good storytelling and Chekhov's gun esque. We have a Chekhov's <laughs> gun moment later in this episode, actually. Mm. Or we could just have the Stefford Cuckoos uh, reconnect those synapses so they could remember everything that they learned. <laughs> mm. Right, because this is because this does take cool place in, in theory. I will just say that I really did like Prodigy. This uh, this does take place in in Marvel Comics continuity, right? <laughs> well, they did have the license for a while. Yeah, I assume that I assume that Disney owns Transformers. Disney owns Hasbro, right? Mm, no, Hasbro is its own separate entity. Yeah, yeah. I mean, as far as we know, <laughs> for now. Yeah. By the time now. part three, by the time uh, whatever the third uh, of the it's 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 um siege and then Earthrise and then Mickey Mouse. No, 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 no. See, it it's kingdoms and it's going uh, to be the magic. Uh, <laughs> yes, yes. There we go. Jordan got it. Got it. One. Uh, yes. So perfect. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> But get, getting back to the episode, we do get the moment where Red Alert, Red, Red Alert, Red Alert uh, tells B that the same virus that took out the computers is also responsible for destroying the protocols and that that's what the virus was originally intended for. Um, there's a bit of an instance where, you know, Red Alert hands B a gun He's like, if we don't get this hangar sealed, then we're all we'll all be destroyed. And we finally see B take up a gun and he is in the fight. You know, he's he takes out a Decepticon and, you know, he, he's chosen his side of it fully now. Uh, we do get a little bit of a face off as well here between uh, Starscream and Jetfire uh, because they're approaching the arc. They're about to enter and Jetfire manages to intercept him as well as some other seekers jetfire just outright destroys two two of the other seekers before facing off with Starscream. so and I, obviously sorry sorry i keep interrupting well no, i mean okay. i guess that's the point of the podcast right that's my job <laughs> is to interrupt well no I'm, it's on topic but uh uh the this uh, along with uh, a couple of moments with uh is it barricade the purple guy feel like uh, I should Impactor. call him by name eventually. Impactor. Ah, I lost my headphones. Hold on. <laughs> Go figure, just as we tell him the name. <laughs> These headphones that I have are the cheapest headphones from Amazon, and they work fine except for the, like, the, the plug is, like, just a little teeny tiny bit too small. Like, it's, I don't know, I don't understand how that happened, but <laughs> it fall, but they constantly fall out of the jack. Um, but uh, purple guy is impactor. Impactor. Okay. See, I don't. Yeah, I. I, sh- I should have. I should buy a. I should buy his figure, and then maybe I'll remember his name. Um, <laughs> keep the box. But uh, you keep. The- oh my gosh! When I was a kid, I kept all of my GI Joe cards, like the. Oh, I did that you know, too. Card back. Oh, oh yeah. my gosh! I had so many of them. Yep. Um, but uh, anyway, um. An Autobot would not have torn through the Seekers that way. No, no, they wouldn't um, have. And I, I do, I do like that. There's, I mean, it's, it's like Dinobot. You know, Dinobot would have, would have torn through the Seekers, but, but 
you know, cheetah or a rat trap or whatever probably would not be that kind of graphically aggressive. Yeah. Optimus uh, in this series, Optimus might have because he's pretty, you know, he's 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 pretty like desperate a lot of times and and probably uh we do actually get him doing that in a little bit later on in this yeah. in this episode. But but most of the, but mostly like I I do think that there's that the fact that Jetfire is so aggressive when he is taking out his former teammates, uh, him him having him being around Decepticons and everything. It's like you know he's like the guy from Cobra Kai and Cobra Kai, like you know he's he's a he's a good guy, but he is you know he does kind of see that maybe you know he's he's a little more you know he's got a little bit more of an edge to him, mm-hmm. and uh, you know that's that's a fun. He's basically Wolverine, actually. Now that I think about it, he's got with the with the blade. He's just slicing yeah. through everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. We uh, cut to Soundwave and Megatron, and we get Laserbeak again. Yay, Birdbot! Uh, okay, la- okay. And I remembered now why I hate Soundwave. His voice is so annoying. Go, be, go on. <laughs> Uh, Laserbeak reports that uh, Prime is on the way to the space bridge, and Megatron realizes that he has the AllSpark and pretty much figures out what the plan is. Prime is going to take the AllSpark off the planet, which essentially is going to, in theory, ruin the planet. We aren't exactly sure how, but that's apparently what the, the, <laughs> the legend says. Yeah, I, I'll, I, there's something I want to talk about that later, but I'll point it out at a better for, at a better moment. Yeah. Uh, so Megatron radios to Starscream, telling him to take the Seekers and destroy the space bridge. Uh, Starscream is like, but we need we need to destroy the Autobots, and Megatron's like, do it now. So you know, being the the loyal henchman that he is, orders the Seekers and they launch, and then Jetfire pursues them. Mm-hmm. Uh, Megatron leaves Soundwave in charge to destroy the Ark, saying that you know he wants that decimated, and he's going to go to the space bridge and get the AllSpark and tear Prime to pieces. And he decides to take Barricade with him, even though Barricade's pretty much been useless the entire series. <laughs> um, we then get we cut back to the Autobots inside the Ark. Uh, and they realize that Megatron has left and realize that he knows that Prime has the AllSpark, knows what the plan is. So they radio to Prime, who now is driving towards the space bridge and has him with him. And they're sort of trying to get closer to the space bridge. But Mirage and crew are pinned down trying to, you know, keep that secure and of course over the radio conversation they hear them getting hit with shots and prime realizes that they need to hurry up so that there's a space bridge to get to it's all very bouncing around but we we do cut back to the arc and ironhide and alita are able to to assist b and rc and red alert in in trying to clear out the uh the decepticons and then they make their way back in towards the arc but then we've Cut back to Prime, and we've got Megatron and a whole slew of soldiers that I didn't see before behind him. Yeah, he's leading the tank parade. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And oh, did we see? Me- did we? 
get the moment where Megatron actually transforms? Uh, yes. kind of glossed over it. So, yeah, because that, yeah. that was important to me because in these last two episodes, and again, it's like, this is why these last two episodes are pretty clearly like the the two part finale. Um, everybody's actually transforming. Yes. Yeah, we get a lot of transformations in this episode between Prime and, and Megatron and the Seekers and and Megatron. It's also like important to see what he actually transforms into. Like, is he going to turn into a gun or is he going to turn into like a like a mounted gun or is he going to be a tank or is he going to be what's what you know what's he going to be he is pretty much a tank in this episode right right yeah he's definitely a yeah i would say in this series this establishes that his alt form is a tank um but megatron is one of considering how he's like he's the he's the only villain and he's the uh kind of the second lead of transformers He's the only character that that has like a that doesn't have a consistent alt form. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Especially when you've got um, uh, namesakes too. Yeah, right. A part of me wonders though if because he's got the tank form, but I wonder if he's a triple changer. Mm. Like I wonder if he could have been like a like a uh, like an artillery cannon as well. Like he could be, he could transform into a tank, but then he could also transform into a like a stationary cannon as well for more firepower. Hmm. I guess we'll only have to wait and see. Yeah, well, he does have a toy. That's he true. Into a tank. <laughs> yeah. And as far so as I, I know, there's only one mode. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Uh, we do. Speaking of Megatron, we do get a a bit of a back and forth between Prime and Megatron. It, Megatron essentially, you know, accusing Prime of, of trying to destroy the planet. Uh, and Prime's like, you already destroyed it with your war. And Megatron's coming back with, well, my war turns servants without hope into warriors with a cause. And he's like, my war has led us from the pits into, you know, freeing us from oppression. And yeah, he, he's got a point. Mm-hmm. And the in and this episode prime in this, counters oh sorry and actually yeah it's probably the same point jordan that you're going to make um and this is a big thing for me in this episode because prime says that megatron could have been cybertron's greatest leader yeah and that was really poignant for me but prime also says that because of megatron's thirst for power and need for revenge that you know it blinded him and it, it became a revolution to an oppression they yeah. they became the oppressors yes so so emily said something on i think it was like the first episode she was on that has really stuck with me and i've been like trying to figure out how to apply it mm-hmm. so um so she brought up that uh, it's, it's not the best message to have the idea being the, the Decepticons were this persecuted class, this subjugated class and them, right. And suggesting that them rising up was the wrong, was the wrong decision was like, was like led to the evil or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and so this is not a perfect one-to-one comparison, but 
if you think if you think about the rise of 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 the of Donald Trump, there are some parallels here. Donald mm-hmm. Trump targeted uh, a a certain type of people who felt that they were disenfranchised, and he used that disenfranchisement to kind of manipulate people into giving him more and more power. To the point now where the Republicans are like, our platform is whatever Donald Trump wants. Mm-hmm. Like, that's literally the thing that they said at the, you know, and, and so this is a situation where you have, where you have a, a desperate subjugated class and there's more nuance than there is with Donald Trump because Donald Trump is so hor- the, that situation is so horrible that it wouldn't even make a good story. Mm-hmm. Um, Um, but, but, but if you kind of think of it here, it's, it's, it's not saying the message is not, it's wrong to rise up against your oppressors, because I think it's pretty clear that, that Optimus and Ultra Magnus agreed that the, the situation with where the, the way things were before was not good. Also, uh, uh, what's his name? The, I can't remember which character it was, but the one that said he was a police officer, Oh, Prowl. Uh, Prowl. You know, he he also acknowledges that things were bad before. Mm-hmm. Um, but you have, but the reaction to those to those things being bad, you had an opportunistic, charismatic leader who. Um, and also, I, I'm also saying it also again, it doesn't work with Trump because things weren't weren't actually bad. Things were getting better, but. <laughs> <laughs> But but, you know, you have this, you know, this targeted this targeted group who you're and you have a charismatic leader to that group and almost becomes like a almost becomes like a deity to them. And that's you know, that's where that's where Megatron has landed. It's really interesting. What makes it more interesting is that Megatron, um, it's very unclear. He's kind of like Lex Luthor in that it's not clear whether he actually believes the stuff that he says that he actually that like he thinks he should be in charge because the world would be better if he was in charge. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because he does lie. That's the thing. That's the thing is throughout this. Every time there's a battle, he, he, his official statement is, is a, is a bold faced lie. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. not, you know, it's not a spin. It's not cause he, you know, when he's talking to Optimus, he's he's honest and he's talking and he says, you know, I really believe this stuff and you guys are the ones that started this war and and everything. And he, and he seems genuine. But when he's talking, but then but then when he talks, when he does his like press conferences and he says that the, you know, Autobot that he joined, he met was meeting with the Autobots to discuss peace yeah. <laughs> when really he was there to like execute them. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's interesting. And I don't think, I just, I just, I don't think that the message is that, that these people who were persecuted, that the people who were persecuted, I basically, I think that the, the Decepticons, especially like the civilian Decepticons, uh, the ones that are not in charge are the, are probably some of the biggest victims of all. Mm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No. Yeah. I can certainly see that. We, uh, we get like a continuation with this exchange that Megatron speaks of how prime sort of, you know, it, so, Oh, so it's you and the matrix of leadership. That's going to be the, the big, 
you know, leader for all of us that she'll rule. Um, and Prime's like, well, leadership of the Matrix were sort of thrust upon me when you murdered Alpha Trion. It's not, <laughs> not like I had a choice. Yeah, yeah. That's so I, uh, he, compelling argument. He didn't argument. choose to be a leader. He, he was elected. I wouldn't even say elected. <laughs> well, he, he didn't make himself leader. He was chosen by something else. Yeah. Yeah. Well, somebody needed to somebody I, at very least somebody needed to step up and he stepped yeah. up. Yeah. He was yeah. the only he was he was somebody he was the only one willing to stand up to to Megatron. Now, it's possible like other, you know, the comics and stuff. I think that although the 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 early these early stories in the comics are so like uh, are so convoluted. Or, or I mean, early stories like flashback stories in the IDW run are so convoluted. But I think he was in a in an elected or somewhat or 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 at least appointed position of 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 power in the government. Optimus was mm-hmm. like he was a le- he was a legitimate he was a, he was in a legitimate role. And I think Megatron was too. But then they there was there was probably some kind of coup. Mm-hmm. Um. We do get a like sort of the final part of this is uh, Megatron says, you know, you take taking the all spark off world. You're doing something that's far worse than even I'm capable of. Mm-hmm. So Megatron is inferring that, yes, while he's he was planning on using the all spark to essentially commit genocide or like a force <laughs> brainwashing. uh He's like, so instead of you letting me do the forced brainwashing, you're just going to doom us all. And I will point out that this this is one of those weird points here that Optimus is basically dooming Cybertron here. Yeah. I mean, yes, they will still have. Uh, he's also he's also preventing them from being wiped, wiped, brain, you know, brainwashed and and reformatted, which is also, you know, there. But. Here he is with a mytho- mythological artifact that most people thought was a legend. Yeah. And mm. is now holding the legend. But the legends also say that to take it away from Cybertron is to destroy the planet. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's something. It's, it's basically and like like like, you know, it, I like this episode. Like I like this there. But this it's one of those things in retrospect. It's like, man, he kind of just gave up on Cybertron, not the people, which. I guess in a way it's like, oh yeah, you know, the Cybertron are those who live there, but he kind of gave up on that planet. Yeah. So, so I think that I, I'm not saying that there's really, he had any better choices. Right, right, right. Do you remember that? This was a terrible war. They are in bad resources and, and stuff like that. But it is kind of like a, a a slightly uh, less optimistic and sadder take on optimists. That he didn't right. didn't do what he could to save both the planet and you know the, the Cybertron and people mm-hmm. and the planet that they're home. Mm-hmm. Like I understand, like okay, there's there's a there's a no win situation. There's something like uh, for them if the planet was like so far gone, you know, there was nothing they could do about it. But at the same time, it's like, well, it, are are you really willing to put the nail in the coffin, basically? Cause that's the yeah. gamble he's taking. Yeah. I think that, okay. So there's a couple, there's a couple other factors here. Oh yeah. 
Um, I, yeah, I yes, I know. I, yes, I know that you you've acknowledged that there's, but I I think there's some stuff that we have that you haven't brought up that I think is yeah. relevant. Um, so uh, so first of all, Optimus is Optimus. He has the matrix of leadership. He is he is probably the smartest guy in the room. Mm-hmm. He probably knows more about the, especially if we think of Optimus as like this sort of almost spiritual leader the way that he's been interpreted in other in other media throughout time he probably knows more about these legends than anyone else and the thing is too he might not like it might be a subconscious thing like he might not purposely realize that he knows because the matrix itself if mm-hmm. even if you go as far back as g1 the matrix was passed on from leader to leader to leader and it held the wisdom of each like the knowledge of each leader yeah. that held it so it could be certainly possible that the matrix itself has sort of influenced him to say you got to take this off the planet and he sort of knows but he has like acknowledged it that it's not going to destroy the planet if i take it off i need to remove it from play so that megatron doesn't win the war but if I take it off the planet, it's not going to destroy the planet. Right, right. Right. But, and, and I just want to say, I just, when you talk about that, I just realized it's a whole faith thing. Yes. And that, that is very much what he says. You have to have faith. Yeah. So, so the other, of course, the other side of it is, and this may be, I may be totally off base on this. Um, but I grew up in the, the Christianity tradition. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And depending who you talk to, there are parts of the Bible that are important and there are parts of the Bible that are either that are that are less important to your day to day, frequently misinterpreted. And if you are going to apply them, you need to uh, put them in the cultural context and do some other stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's very possible that um, saying that the that the Matrix leaving Cybertron would would destroy the the culture or would destroy all would just would wipe everybody out is something that Optimus as a as a scholar in their uh uh Cybertron Cybertron Baptist uh <laughs> you know as a as a as somebody who has studied these texts all his life understands that that concept as more of a as more of like a metaphor like if you if you remove the the all spark there are some things that it does with the technology of the planet or or like it you know kills the sparkless or whatever you know there are there are things that it does that that are good for the for the cybertronian people and removing it from the from the planet would be bad but it's not necessarily meant to be taken, you know, if you read it in the original um, Aramaic, you know, mm-hmm. it's not meant to be taken literally or, or something or something like that. Or, or there's there's like a there's like a hint of that mm-hmm. uh, where whereas whereas other aspects of the of the AllSpark, I mean, Optimus knows that the AllSpark can be used to reprogram people because in the because that's the original way that Cybertrons and Decepticons, I mean, that Autobots and Decepticons were just, uh, you know, by you know, Moses bot in 2000 BC, <laughs> and that's BC before Cybertron. Uh, 
um, because it started when when I don't know you you get what I'm you get what I'm saying like yes mm-hmm. like maybe maybe there's maybe there's a and it's the kind of thing that that two different people who follow that faith might might disagree and that might be part of the reason that uh, Alita and Optimus are regularly arguing just like two Christians might argue about whether or not they should let gay people into the into the church. You know, mm-hmm. one person who understands that if you if you look at the context of those of the two verses that say gay people are bad, like it's not that's not the thing that they should be spending all their time and energy on. And then the other person is like fixated on that and abortion. Mm-hmm. And, you, you know, so I don't know. That's my of course. I Of course, also, I don't believe in any of that stuff anymore. So. I'm probably wrong. That's the other thing is maybe Optimus just doesn't believe in anything anymore. Yeah, maybe. Although I will, I will say to, uh, to that, Kendall, you've probably written the New Testament version of the Covenant of Primus. I was looking. <laughs> yes, I was looking up for. I wanted to make sure if it was pr- the Covenant of Primes or Covenant of Primus. Mm. <laughs> Which uh, reminds me, I, I really do kind of want the 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 book they actually published in, a while ago of that. Yes. Apparently, it uh, had a special edition where uh, it was in a box that when you opened it, it made the Transformers transformation sound. Yes, I remember. Oh, I, I thought you were going to say it had it had a box that if you opened it, it melted your face off. <laughs> no, no, the different covenant. Yeah, yeah. Although this does ha- this show does have an arc as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's an arc. Also, yeah, like the Noah's Ark story is is something that some people think is a literal thing, and other people think is is metaphorical. If you're, mm-hmm. you know, in that in that tradition, mm-hmm. but which obviously it's meta. It, if anything, if it, if anything is true in the Bible, it's obviously metaphorical because otherwise, because that's not how breeding works. <laughs> Every, I mean, you would have you would have some serious mutations. Mm-hmm. But getting back to the episode at hand. Uh, Megatron is about to to try and lay waste to Prime here, but Jetfire intervenes, uh, gets shot for his troubles, but Prime is able to make an escape. We then cut back to Alita and the Ark, and uh, she's like, we need to get the Ark up and running. We need a miracle. And Wheeljack's like, who needs a miracle when we've got Teletran 1? And sure enough, the computer boots up, the ship starts working, and it asks the what... the startup sound. Yeah. And uh, it asked what Alita would like. And she like activate defenses and prep for launch. And then the arc just blows almost everybody away. It is such an awesome scene of like of massive firepower, though. It's yeah. great. Like there's there's few times where like you see like, you know, a beam, a beam, laser beam cross cross things and just explosions as the as the uh, destruction. You, you know, the thing where like it does it. There's a moment, and then the explosion. Yeah, happen. there's that small delay, and then you get the explosion. Yeah. So that's exactly what we get here. Like it, it is, it is very nicely done showing that. Oh, this is why they needed the inner John. Yeah, yeah, and if they had it, it probably this war probably would have gone a lot better for them, or at least they would have gone into a better position. Yeah, uh, it, it does manage to avoid Soundwave though, and he starts making a tactical withdrawal as the, the arc starts launching and uh, we get a nice little sequence where it lifts up into the air and starts flying off. It looks very, I want to say almost majestic. Like you can tell that this is a very big ship. 
Yeah. Um, and of course, everybody's cheering that they're up in the air now. Uh, we cut back to Optimus, who's getting attacked by a couple of Seekers who have managed to to land on him. And this was the scene that I was talking about where, you know, just he transforms and he just lays waste to both of them with an axe. Just goes full lumberjack and then keeps hoofing it to the to the space bridge. Uh, we get Alita who uh, gives control of the arc over to Wheeljack to sort of keep it out of sight and away from the battle until the space bridge is fully activated. Uh, and she takes uh, RC and I'm trying to remember who else it was. Was it Red Alert? I think it might have been Red Alert to to go and and give Prime some backup. Yeah, it's, uh, it's Red Alert and I'm and RC. I think I'm trying to think if there was another person, but yes, yeah. Uh, we do get uh, a pretty poignant scene here where uh, Ratchet is ordered to to activate the space bridge and he's running to the console and we've got, I believe it's Starscream who, who sort of has him dead to rights and is about to take him out. And then Impactor gets in the way and blocks the shot. And yep. this, as it turns out, is a mortal wound for him as he you know falls to his knees and we've got Ratchet who sees it all and he activates the space bridge and we get a nice or a pretty cool looking power up sequence. Cause it's like a really big ring that starts lifting up into the air. We've got prime watching it and it's almost halo esque in that it, you know, spreads out and we get an energy beam that shoots up into it and we get a, it was a surprise to me. Cause I just like, I remember seeing the space bridge there and they had that little portal thing there, yes. like in the little, they have like the the look this little mini stargate thing like right by the console and that powers up too yes. and gets a little thing there and i was like uh i guess it's bigger and you know they can fly the ship through and then they cut out to the, the exterior and the like walls around the the uh the the building that the space bridge is in start mm-hmm. to float and pull apart and turn into and like millions above and turn into a giant uh, blue glowing thing, mm-hmm. yeah. Which I thought was like, oh, that's a neat thing to do. Yeah, it was. A, it was. A, it was a good fake out. Yeah, yeah. very reminiscent of G one because G one was the. It was the a dis- bigger. It was a big thing, or yeah. a bigger thing than than a like I said, Stargate looking. Yeah. Thing, but a very similar, um, similar result. With with regards to the way the space bridge is is portrayed compared to to G one, it's sort sort of similar way with the energy and whatnot. We uh, cut back to to Ratchet who has you know gone to to Impactor's side, and he you know we we get a, a moment where Impactor's like, "Thank you for showing me the light," and then he deactivates, and we see that Ratchet is is really upset by this. I mean, obviously so considering that he just saw someone that he had saved sacrifice himself to protect ratchet and, and make sure that this mission goes through. Didn't it, didn't it look like he was like Piccolo when Piccolo jumps in front of to save Gohan? Yes. A little. Yes. Yeah. A little bit like stretched out. I don't know. It was a good, that was a good little moment. Why didn't you dodge? (laughs) Oh, rage. (laughs) We, Cut back to. (laughs) Oh, I can't. I can't say the other attack names. I can't pronounce them. I wish I could. 
Hell Zone Grenade. That sounded a bit too Texan on on the. No, I I just that's just like my favorite joke. Yeah. Is that when when they're laughing at Vegeta's and then they start like and it's like oh from Miss Special Bean Cannon and they're like oh you try and come up with something better and they start making up names and he's like nail gun. (laughs) Yeah, that's good. We we. Cut back to Prime, who is essentially scaling the wall of of the space bridge at this point with with the all spark. Uh, on to that D twenty. Yeah, and we get, uh, and this is where we get the uh, the moment where, uh, oh god, why am I blanking on the name right now? It's not a Chromia. Chromia manages yeah. to snipe one of the Decepticons who's got a you know, prime in his sights, but the, the, the subtitle says Elita grunts. And it's like, no, no, it was Chromia. But so prime is continuing to climb. Wait, hold on, hold on. Who, if that was Chromia, who died at the beginning? Oh, that was moon racer, moon racer. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, They have, they have the same model, unfortunately. So, Oh, are they the tunnel part? Yeah. Yeah. They're the ones that have the same model. You should have guessed that they were going to kill one of them because they have the same model. <laughs> As you're, so didn't you're they kill, wasn't they there another one? Wasn't there a recolor of Bumblebee that got killed in an earlier in yet last week's episode? Oh, there has been so many oh, recolors he... of and Spectre, uh, Spectre uh, Decepticons destroyed and shot down in that uh, arc scene and other scenes too. Mm-hmm. But there was like uh, it was like a known one. cliff jumper. Yeah, cliff jumper. But we oh. didn't see him get destroyed. Just you know, there was the radio contact back and yeah. forth, and then the radio cut out. So we don't know. It's left ambiguous as to what happened to cliff jumper. I assume he died. Everybody does. I hope so. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> so more prime- stakes, right? Yeah, mm, stakes. So Prime is is just about to reach over the edge of the wall, and then he's pulled back down by Megatron. Uh, he, you know, we we get a bit of a, a fist fight. Prime is pretty. He's beaten pretty soundly at this point. Yeah, although not flat back, and you know he does the thing dramatic, splayed out, and drops the all spark. Yes, Megatron grabs it up. And although and Prime is shot as well by by other yes. Decepticons here. So as, as Megatron takes up the Allspark, we get B who climbs up onto the ledge behind him as he's distracted with the Allspark. And you know what I th- this is circling back around. Magnus didn't take the shot. B takes the shot with Megatron's back yep. turned to him. Mm. See, but that, d- that, that was because of the 20 that he rolled. Yeah. And then he didn't roll very I'm much for damage. I'm not going to let go that the all spark is a D20, okay? It's just, <laughs> especially it, during these scenes, it gets rolled around a couple of times. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it doesn't seem to do much damage to Megatron with that shot. But Prime, that's the thing. It's sort of like Prime wakes up and he manages to, to nail Megatron with a shot. And Prime manages to grab the all spark and just hucks it into the portal for the space bridge. Yep. And we, it's gone. Yep. And actually this, this scene right here, cause we get a very like close, close up of, of 
Optimus's eye as he watches the Allspark go up into the portal. That's probably going to be the picture that I use for this episode, actually. As it uh, as it enters the portal, Megatron screams, um, and he's like, just Decepticons kill them all. And so as we see the Decepticons sort of charging in, the the literal ground just heaves, and we get this huge three-clawed hand rise up. And lo and behold, we've got Omega Supreme, one of the, the guardians of Cybertron, rising up to, to defend I think that's why my wife used to order a Taco Bell. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. Sorry, that's a really bad joke. That was. But a also, bad one. that's a really dumb name, Omega Supreme. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, Omega Supreme manages to, to tank pretty much all of the the Decepticon fire he you know he's got the on his left hand he's got this big cannon his right hand is this sort of tri claw that can just crush just about anything at this point uh Optimus and B managed to make an escape there's a wonderful shot where the seekers are flying in there and they're like over a cloud and his claw comes out and grabs them yes uh, Megatron is furious. He's like, "Oh, so the the Guardians have chosen a side in this conflict." And and Omega Supreme says that no, he's his actions are his own. Essentially, saying that the other Guardians are not involved in it at this point. And he's but he says for the good of Cybertron that you must be stopped, Megatron. And he tries to sort of squish him, but Megatron manages to jump out of the way. And it's, yeah, it, compared to, to all of the other Transformers, Omega Supreme is just huge. Like, the, the there, there's just absolutely no way that that they're going to be able to win at this point with them having Omega Supreme now. So we get the, the Autobots retreating to the Ark. Uh, Red Alert is, is hit as the, he's trying to assist somebody to get onto the, the ramp of the Ark, and he falls down into sort of this gap between where there's a ramp and a bridge um prime orders everybody to get on but alita states that she's not going to leave she's like somebody has to stay here and protect what's left of the planet uh, i love i love that so a yeah. couple things here oh go ahead uh so first of all the um uh nacho supreme showing up uh <laughs> nacho supreme. and uh and and like kicking some butt I thought that was a really good, like they they set up in like the was it the first or second episode? Uh, no, that would have been the third. That would have been the fourth. Oh, okay. It would have been okay. the episode right after Magnus died. Right. That's yeah. Something. Yeah. So so it was whatever episode it was that Optimus went and asked the Guardians for help and didn't get any help. Mm-hmm. This is this is a good time to have one of them show up and be like, I, you know, my actions are my own. It kind of, it's what this show has done is it's the same thing that, that a good Marvel movie does, Mm -hmm. uh, or, or, or good superhero movie, but it usually happens with Marvel movies for whatever reason for me. Um, I think it's because Marvel movies tend to have more, more of the B list characters. But if I see I get, I just need one character moment about, about with, with with one of these characters and then I'm going to do my own my own reading or my own seeking out to learn you know I don't know anything about Omega Supreme except mm-hmm. for that he was the president in uh in Idiocracy <laughs> <laughs> um but uh 
but but like like I'm I'm kind of interested in him. He seems like he's you know if we're talking about a different group of of uh, of guardians, he's kind of like Ganthet. You know he he went a little bit against what the rest of them said, and he probably did was the one that did the right thing. You know, or he's like Uatu of the Watchers. You know, he gets in trouble because yeah. he interact. You know, because he actually interacts or whatever. You know, but I'm kind of curious about. I'm kind of curious to read a little bit more about him. And I have a feeling that because G one. G1, his history is, is very, very dumbed down in a, in a sense because he, he was essentially the guardian of a city. Uh, the Constructicons were originally, they were sort of like Autobots in a sense, and Megatron reprogrammed them. And then they turned on Omega Supreme, and Megatron tried to reprogram Omega Supreme. What wasn't able to complete it as Omega Supreme fought back. And so he sort of had, he's almost dumbed down a little bit because of the, the process of what happened. But he uh, has a very, like, he, he's very revenge bent with, with regards to the, the Constructicons. And he's sort of belligerent a bit to Prime and the Autobots in a sense, but it, but then sort of works his way into, you know, becoming more of an Autobot again over the course of, of the, the season that he's introduced. But his backstory, I think, in other media uh, does a, a much better job with him. And I think particularly in this show, um, what little we get of him is a lot more compelling than what we've had previously. Mm-hmm. So cool. But it'll be definitely something to, to check into, I think as well to see how he's been betrayed as well in, in other stuff. But yeah, so we, we get a bit of a, a bittersweet moment between Elita and Prime, where she says this wasn't the life that she imagined for them either. Heart sort of, you know, coming back to the discussion they had earlier on in the se- in the series. Uh, but she says, but it's a life worth fighting for. Uh huh. And yeah, and there's like there's like a moment here, like it's maybe there was a there was some romance. Yeah, yeah. it could have been. Also, I this this is also kind of what tied me into thinking. Like I said earlier, my my earlier thoughts that uh, Optimus is kind of giving up on Cybertron. Mm-hmm. She's not. She still feels the plan is still worth fighting for. Yes. I mean, there's other factors. There's still there's still Autobot. Like I'm pretty sure. Even when I was watching, it's like, oh, not every Autobot got onto that arc. No, no, no. Right, right. And and but, and, 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 and and like just the scene before, just to drive that home, Red Alert falls off to the side, and you're like, oh, she wants to go get Red Alert too. Mm-hmm. But she she does make reference to the fact that Optimus has his message mission. Mm-hmm. She has hers now. So so the arc starts lifting off with Prime, who who kneels down as Alita is starting to shoot at more Decepticons and Omega Supreme is still taking out Decepticons left, right and center. The arc starts flying towards the space bridge and we get the, it looks like the, the arc flies into the space bridge. Well, and sneaker seekers happen to be also still attacking. Is it seekers? There's, I think someone actually like gets more like further inside that they're, they're actually attacking the machinery of the space bridge. Right. Yeah, but Omega Supreme manages to, to sort of swat them away, too. Um, and we do get a moment where Prime gets to the bridge and he's like, Ironhide. And then 
and he says now and then you know Ironhide sighs throws some levers forward and the you know the the thrusters for the arc go full blast it flies into the space bridge megatron is seen growling as the the ship flies in and we get this bright flash i felt like the the flash was a little long for, for my taste um but it's like this big white flash that almost encompasses the entire screen for i want to say like four or five seconds and then it cuts to like almost like ash falling from the sky as we've got dawn now uh, the the decepticons are are looking on as megatron sort of grumbles and realizes that you know the autobots have, have made an escape the space bridge is completely destroyed now so something happened uh we've got uh elita no. wait oh, sorry go ahead i was gonna say i thought they thought that the thing exploded and they and they thought the ship was lost in the explosion yeah like there, that, it was amb- it, like to everyone here on cybertron it's ambiguity ambu- that it's not clear that they actually got through the the portal yeah. like because i was gonna yeah. say well they just rolled a one on on the on the all spark when they for the portal jump so <laughs> yes we we've got Chromia, Elita. That's what and, you get for throwing it up in the air and lay uh, for your role of Optimus. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, Red Alert, Elita, and Chromia are sort of remorseful and thinking that the the arc didn't make it through. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, because because Elita says like we have a duty for every Autobot that died on that ship. Yes. Um. Yeah, and she, and she basically says you know the war isn't over. Uh, and you know. She's like, somehow they're going to, to stop Megatron. And then we hear Jetfire say, and you won't do it alone. You know, obviously he, he's been you battered a bit. have my sword. Yes. in my arm. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, you know, Jetfire, he's limping, but, you know, he's walking towards them. So we've got this little, you know, quartet of, of Autobots now as we sort of zoom out from the, this space bridge. Then we go to All Black. And everything fades out, but then we start getting this beeping. And after a few seconds, we see the screen for Teletran come back to life. And it's giving a warning. And then we see the arc floating in space. And it's saying, unidentified vessel. Approaching. Yep. Warning, warning, unknown vessel approaching. And we don't know what it is because... We cut the to end. credits, and that's the end of Siege. Dun, dun, dun. So, very they pulled a lost light. Pretty much. So, yes, it's left rather ambiguous. Everyone thinks they're dead now. Yep. So, yeah, we don't know exactly what's going to happen. But very interesting, I thought. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I just, yeah, I just want to see what happens next. Yeah, it 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 definitely was. I mean, I kind of feel that, like I I knew it was supposed to be like it was going into another thing, but it's definitely like a very very set up cliffhanger ish thing. Mm-hmm. So I when I first watched it, I did not know um, that it was that it was going to be a new thing. So you 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 weren't sure that you just thought that they were doing this in the hopes that they were going to do a sequel. Yeah, I I just I had no idea what it was. So oh. like like I I literally I just saw it on Netflix and clicked on it. 
So, I mean, my interpretation of the ending, honestly, was then G1 happened. <laughs> like that this was just, you know, this was how did we get to the how did we get to Earth? So and and I honestly like I kind of part of me wishes that I had that they hadn't already put out the Earthrise toys because mm-hmm. there still would have been a chance that maybe season two would have been a Beast Wars. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's certainly possible. But yeah, overall, I think the rewatching the series now, I it's it's grown on me. And, and certainly like points that both you, Jordan and you, Kendall and, and Emily have all brought up has really helped me in better uh, understanding a lot of the stuff that happened with it and and ha- and learning to appreciate the series a bit more. Well, I still think that there's some stuff that not as good as it could have been, but I, I still think that this is better than what we've had, especially yes. recently. So, yeah. There you go. So for this being our last episode of, of the review of this series, uh, we, we put out a, a call for questions. I think we got a couple, didn't we, Jordan? Yep. We got a couple even, and some from last, last time. Cause unfortunately it came in, uh, after we recorded. Nice. Hold on. Let me bring that up. All right. So, uh, from last, last episode from Sp- Spidercasts at what is cosplay on Twitter asked, oh my hello oh my god is that sound blaster who's your favorite revamp transformer e.g. Goldbug well yes that was sound blaster yes um I'm not really sure about revamped or what or I'm because I'm gonna get I'm worried I'm getting the, gonna get mixed up with like a redeco I yeah. mean the old uh the bumblebee cliff jumper toys were kind of just like you know revamped uh reused but i it wasn't like my favorite it was just i would notice it a lot mm-hmm. uh some of the the uh i did like how like even the even i knew kind of like growing up as a kid that Bla- blaster was just like oh this is this is the autobot version of soundwave yeah and uh, but for some reason i did like like those like you know, uh, how like uh, Soundwave had Rumble and Frenzy, and uh, and Blaster had Rewind, and uh, I always forget the other one. Oh, I forget too. That's but, gonna bug me now. I'm gonna have to look it up after. <laughs> but I don't know. Um, uh, I mean, uh, we've got like even even in Beast Wars, my favorite character was was uh was Silverbolt and he never really got a an upgrade or revamped in that series even though uh Rat Trap and Cheetor did to Transmetal and Cheetor again to Transmetal 2 yes. and we got that Dinobot clone that I guess you could say there. Yeah. Although I do I will say this I do both have a Silverbolt and a Dinobot 2 toy. Nice. So I mean that maybe that's kind of the answer there. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. I, I was leaning towards Beast Wars as well, as far as revamps go. Um, I really liked the 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 Rat Tramp, the Rat Tramp, Rat Trap uh, Transmetal. I thought that was a, a cool way to sort of revamp the character. Um, 
that's the one that, that really sticks out in my mind. And and I do remember Goldbug when they brought that in. I thought that was a little weird how they sort of introduced it in the series, but you know, it, it was what it was. Kendall, did you have any in particular? Or? Um, I mean, I'm generally not a fan of of repaints. Um, I really liked Sound Blaster for some reason in this. Uh, <laughs> the only other one that I can think of was uh. Buzzsaw was just Waspinator in Beast Wars. Um, much, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, it wasn't even really repainted, but that was one. <laughs> but my first two Beast Wars figures were Rhinox and Buzzsaw. So that one um, kind of had a special place in my heart. Uh, but, you know. Cool. All right. What else do we have for questions there, Jordan? All right. So for this one, uh, we got another one from uh, Cassidy at Spider Cass and what is Codplay. And they're like, ah, after 10,000 years, you're free of Cybertron. It's time to conquer Earth. What's your fave Transformers crossovers and any you'd like to see? I have I did not like get any of them, any of the uh, original original comics when they came out, but I still kind of want to see a bit of like when IDW did the whole Hasbro verse stuff and they, oh, and they yeah. did some of their titles they did. Cause they, they did some good, they did some deep pools. They did legion, uh, illusion, illusionaires and, or whatever. I'm illusionaries. Yeah. Illusionaries and mask. I loved mask. I, yes. I would, I would, I would, I wanted to see the wanted to take a look at those comics, but I never got, uh, kind of like, was like a lot of stuff was going on at the time and I couldn't be like, make sure I got them. Mm-hmm. Uh, having said that and with the tone there, I have they ever done the Transformers Power Rangers crossover? I think there was talk of one. I'm not sure if they ever officially did one though. Yeah, because either that or Voltron, you know, another Voltron guy, was the one I was going to go with. I are like, like some that I'd like to see. I'd like to see. Um, uh, see some of that, or if you want to go really obscure, I'd like to see them cross over with robotics. That would be cool too. I yeah, watched it, that uh, cartoon movie so many times as a kid. <laughs> I mean, with Hasbro owning Power Rangers now, it makes sense that they could try and do a crossover between them. Um, but we've never had anything official as far as a, a Power Ranger transformers crossover i don't know i think that a power rangers transformer crossover would be executed poorly yeah i'm not um, sure. I, I i'm like iffy on it but i still kind of do want to see it i mean it seems it seems logical but i just like if i think about because most of the these licensed crossover story things that i read or that i've consumed are in comic form and most of them are pretty bad first of all but <laughs> Um, Transformers comics that are not the best Transformers comics and Power Rangers comics that are not the best tra- Power Rangers comics are both very bad. Yeah. Um, you know, for the the best exa- the best kind of recent example was that Power Rangers Justice League series was mm-hmm. god awful. Like, oh my god. Like the first issue, like it should have been a red flag because this isn't. This is one of those things that's like it wasn't necessarily inherently bad for the storytelling, but demonstrated how little attention to detail they had. 
the villain in the series was Zed, and the Power Rangers had the season one Megazord. Hmm. Mm-hmm. And that should have been just like a like a like it was because the story was fun. actually the first issue was fun and entertaining and it was like you know easy to overlook that, but at the same time was like wait a minute <laughs> they couldn't even get the season right yeah of these uh, so um yeah I would yeah, I would hesitate on that I I do think that um when when uh with the IDW comic. Um, that, you know, we always keep talking about specifically the way that they handled the crossovers because there were, cause it was basically just, this is the shared universe with, uh, between transformers and GI Joe's Yes, I thought was really good. Like you would have a GI Joe comic where the, where the, where they just had a Decepticon on Cobra's team, you, you know, or you, or you had, you know. It was. It's the only way that they've ever made compelling human characters in a Transformers story, minus yeah. the you know the certain very limited exceptions, like Charlie and Bumblebee. But I mean that mm-hmm. that doesn't count. Um, <laughs> I mean that's you know again it's a notable exception. But they like legitimately like considering it was a like these are these are like sort of other heroes kind of thing. Uh, the kind of thing that really like you know michael bay transformers always has the 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 guy from mr deeds and uh all the government agencies and crap like that's what the gi joe stuff could have been but it wasn't it was it was just like it was good and since i think since it was like four ongoing series worth of content they weren't they weren't just like trying to get like all of these like required Oh, isn't that, you know, oh, it's a look, it's a, he's flying a jet and mm-hmm. it, and there's also a guy that transforms into a jet. Well, maybe we'll do the thing, you know, I don't I don't know, like just like the sort of tropes and moments that uh, crossovers fall victim to. You could actually just tell stories with these characters. Yeah. Yeah. Also, Batman, great. though. <laughs> <laughs> Batman. Also, Batman. Or oh, or you could do like a like a Superman. Uh, I think I think anything that does anything that deals with aliens. So like like Superman or Green Lantern. Might, you you could do something interesting with that. I think. Yeah, yeah, I think so. So I think we have one last question, didn't we, Jordan? Yes, we have from Mike Mike loves rabbit at Mike Lo- loves rabbit. Hi, Mike. Uh, now that the Transformer series is definitely finished forever and Hasbro is done with it for good and it's never coming back, what franchise are you going to obsess over now? Well, I'm just going to obsess over it more now because it's over. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's one thing. But I mean, I, I you know, I've got ADHD. I'm going to be hyper fixating on tons of things anytime. I'm already uh, looking forward to f- catching up on Owl House so I can see the uh, Amity lose ship uh, sale. Ah uh, yes, well I suppose I can always fall back on Dragon Ball. So if we're talking about micro obsessions and what what I would like to do a podcast about in the future, because that's really what this comes down to, right? <laughs> um, I and and this this tells you how much I've. I think I said this like when we finished Beast Wars in the first place. Like uh, we were kind of talking at the end, and I was like, if you think that you want to do a rewatch podcast, do something better. 
I've made a bunch of podcasts since then, and they're all about media criticism, except for <laughs> except for my uh, Star Wars card podcast. Um, and I just really want to figure out a way to make an interesting podcast that doesn't involve that isn't like a secondary work. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you know, something original. I, you mean? Yeah, something. Yeah, something original. So like something journalisty or like i don't want to do original fiction but like i don't know i was thinking about doing something with uh something something i I was thinking about doing like a like a christmas special where i try to do like a this american life style thing like maybe i do maybe i do an interview and i have somebody read an essay and i do the intermixing songs or something um I also really do like interviewing people, so, so which I have done. I have done some interviews on my, on various podcasts. I think that that's that's a better that's a better direction. But also, I don't want to just be interviewing people about their project that is fictional or, you know, mm-hmm. like that's I fair. like I like something you know I don't know. But I'll, and I'll, and I don't know. You can't interview. I don't have access to like uh, uh, I don't know. Russell Brand. That's the why is Russell Brand the only celebrity I could think of? I have no idea. It's late. You wanted to pull someone obscure that you could possibly. You wanted to pull someone who you you, who if a random stranger came up to him and asked, "Hey, you want to be on my podcast?" He'd probably say yes. (laughs) Yeah, I I suppose. (laughs) I suppose. I suppose. Um, Yeah, I don't know. I just like I. I'm still trying to figure out what the answer to that, like, what is the, what is a podcast that I could make that is entertaining that you don't have to be familiar with a subject, like a, like a genre, like a, you know, that you don't have to have watched a movie or a TV show or listened to a thing or read a book or something, you know, Mm -hmm. that's not media criticism that is also has also not been done a million times by people who are better than me um, or, or just like, like, I don't know, like, like I was thinking, you know, what would be a compelling podcast would be, I was pitching this to my wife yesterday. Um, what if you took, it, it would be called fact checking your drunk uncle. You took like a uh, little, little, like uh, almost wives tales or tall tales or jokes that you, that people, t- that people tell and you're not actually sure whether it's true or not, like legend kind of legends or whatever. Uh, and like for this one, I was like, was the guy that invented the toilet really named crapper? <laughs> oh, and, so you, you want to, you want to do the snopes.com. I, I mean, yeah, like kind of like that. Ex- well, snopes, except for like, not for stuff, except for stuff that like people, but also like play into people's like, uh, nostalgia of like you know stuff that people haven't thought about in twenty years. Stuff that's um, a little bit more obscure, maybe. Yeah, well, not I necessarily. Actually, when I uh, a long time ago, I had a cup a pair of books that actually did that. They uh-huh. they called them imp uh, like imponderables, I think, or something like that. Right, like old wise tales yeah. and stuff like that. And it's like, can you real you know like like you know like the even like uh like silly because they they were more i think they were more like young adult but they even did silly things was like do you know does the you know 
putting uh, someone's hand in warm water actually work or why does that work kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's kind of that's kind of like what I was thinking. And that's the problem is that there's already a million online resources that answer that question. Yeah. There's, Google already exists and Wikipedia already exists. Like because because we did look my wife did look up and uh, Thomas Cracker or Thomas Crapper. Uh, he didn't invent the toilet, but he invented a component and like kind of popularized the modern toilet. And then I was like, and I also wonder, you know, how does that. How does that line up with like referring to fecal matter as crap? And oh, guess what? That's in the same Wikipedia article. And I was just like, I don't want to just do a podcast where I read Wikipedia articles either. Like that seems it seems like I could do something better. So someday I'll find something. Someday I'll have an idea and I'll make the greatest podcast ever made. (laughs) Oh, that's you know what? I wouldn't mind. I just thought of a good name for a podcast that has something to do with uh, tracking down like information like that or, or something like that for Wikipedia, though. Citation needed. <laughs> Ooh, that'd be good. I feel like there's, isn't there already a podcast called Citation Needed? Let us see. Citation <gasps> Needed. I'm sure someone has done something like, with I feel that like it's a, a title. I feel like it's like a New Yorker podcast or something. Well, there's a citation needed uh, article in the Wikipedia. <laughs> but no podcast. Uh, uh, yes, there is a citation needed podcast. Ah, uh, shoot. There's a, there's a citation uh, needed podcast and a citation needed podcast. There are multiple citation needed uh, podcasts. Well, that's okay. I mean, it doesn't just because somebody else has a podcast with a name. I mean, <laughs> I just added a question to. Now that's what I call to that's what we called music. Yeah. You know, and uh it made it way better. Well, there you go. So before we sign off for the evening, is there anything the two of you would like to plug? Um I I don't know. This kind of is making me want to do do uh op- the opposite though for 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 me, Kendall, is and is to kind of just talk about cartoons with friends again. <laughs> so i mean i don't know maybe maybe i maybe i should uh start start uh the what's been cracking thing back up again well it's no if reason you do, not to if you do what's been crack if you do what's been cracking though you should you should my suggestion for that is to uh first of all if you're gonna do individual shows it stopped recording again oh no uh, uh whatever uh First of all, use bet make your recording work. Um, if you're going to do individual shows, like start with one of the fun ones, like that everybody knows. Like start with, I don't know. I feel like start with Dex- Dexter's Laboratory or Two Stupid Dogs. Not like a show that nobody's heard of. <laughs> well, I, I guess people have heard of Wonder Over Yonder, but I don't know. That it just was did- kind of that was kind of one of the reasons why I want I wanted to do that. Is I wanted people. That didn't hear it to hear it and want uh, to watch it. Well, and, and then if you if you do want to go that direction with it, then I would say do something more like what the the Watchtower people did, um, and do a different show on every episode. Maybe do do a curated, especially do, if do stuff the, is available. If, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean. Because you could do, and you don't have to do every single episode in order either, especially because most of the shows don't have 
But do whatever you want. I don't mean to tell you what to do. I'm tired. Uh, uh, Captain Simeon and the Space Monkeys. But I would just, I just, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, I would totally do like an episode with you on, or 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 a string of episodes with you on like one of those classic shows because I think I think there is merit to just basking in the nostalgia on those shows or seeing if they hold or just revisiting and seeing if they hold up because. Mm-hmm. You know, it's I always cringe when people are like when people are like, oh man, remember Dexter's Laboratory and oh and Cat Dog. And I'm like, those two things are not of equal value. <laughs> <laughs> like like I people, you know, they just they list off like every single cartoon from the nineties, and it's like some of these are really good and some of them are really bad. Oh yeah. I don't even know. Maybe cat dog isn't so bad, but, but like, it's not on the level of like Dexter's lab is like, is like excellent. You you know, it's, it's like, it's like super clever. Mm -hmm. They'd be like, and I, you know, yeah, I don't know. That's just my opinion. I'm rambling. I apologize. (laughs) Well, Kendall, do you have anything you want to say? I haven't plugged anything yet. (laughs) <laughs> hey, I, watch me on. I'm gonna do a Twitch stream sometime. Uh, watch me on uh, Twitch.tv slash Candlecast Network. I'm gonna stream some Star Wars cards here probably in the next few days. Um, I need to get back into that. And then everything on Candlecast Ninja. Uh, we'll have a new Polis episode up. Uh, probably by the time this goes up, I've been pretty pretty bad about posting stuff because whatever. I'm tired. <laughs> but uh but yeah watch do the things there's lots of stuff there and everything yeah candlecast.ninja and uh twitch.tv slash candlecast network and if uh then reach out to me on like twitter at k hallman or something uh if there if you would if there's a video game that you would actually watch me play then maybe i would play it uh as long as it works on my crappy computer right on. <laughs> uh you can find me uh, on Twitter at the real gunman G O N M U N. Uh, you can find me on Twitch very seldomly, but it's twitch.tv slash gunman G O N M U N. Uh, check out audioentropy.com. November 7th is when we are still planning on doing the extra life, uh, stream to raise money. I'm hopefully going to be doing something. I'm debating whether it's going to be fall guys among us marbles on stream or a combination of the three or something else we'll see are you gonna aren't you won't you like hate fall guys by then Nah, i'm still enjoying it okay you're right i know and i feel like you're one of the last ones <laughs> I, i'm getting into it though oh uh, yeah well yeah it, you get into it for like two weeks oh i, I don't know at least that's i i got into it for four games um, and, uh, and then my <laughs> wife got into it for like a week or two. And it's like, that game is like exactly what my wife should like to play, but she got real, she got really frustrated with how few levels there were. Yeah. I think they just yeah. added a, I think they just added one, but they've announced a season two as well. So I think there's yeah. more stuff coming. Oh, yeah, maybe there's more stuff by then. And it's, yeah. I mean, it's designed for streaming too. So yes. Yeah. But yeah, make sure you check all that out. Uh, we'll hopefully have some links coming up here in the next little bit. And of course, keep an eye out for when the next Transformers series comes, because who knows, you might just see us pop up 
hopefully a little bit sooner <laughs> this time around when the series when the series comes back. <laughs> well, if we want to than... actually do it, we can like look out for it. I think this was kind of thrown together. How long was it out? About a month. Yeah, okay. yeah that's not too bad. Yeah. yeah, maybe even like getting an episode like out the week after it debuts or something. <laughs> we'll have to see. Six episodes a year is about as much Born Beast as I can handle. Uh, <laughs> well, you're in luck then. But there you go, folks. It's been another season. Hope everybody is able to make it through 2020. We'll see you on the other side for 2021. So Warren Beast, I've been Greg. I've been Jordan. You know season two is going to get expanded to 13 episodes. I've been Kendall. Till all are one, folks. Let's roll out. Optimists maximize.